0: This is episode 31 with Greg Clunas.
1: Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former Army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael.
0: Aloha men of abundance it is so good to be back and in case you didn't notice I was missing (laughs) I know some of you have because I was getting some messages and wondering what happened to the Monday and the Wednesday episode of this week well to be quite honest I lost momentum I got ahead of myself actually I got ahead and I had plenty of guests lined up and then a couple guests canceled and I wasn't prepared for that So I didn't have my schedule filled up like I had in the past, and I was nice and comfortable. Well, I slipped, and I missed a couple episodes, and I apologize for that, but right now my calendar is getting filled up again. I got some amazing guests lined up for you over the next couple weeks, and I'm really excited to introduce all of them to you. But today, Greg Clunas and I talk about something that is very important for all of you to understand and that is it just takes tiny leaps to make big changes consistent tiny leaps and one of the books that I often recommend on this subject is the slight edge by Jeff Olson the follow-up book to that is the compound effect by Darren Hardy these books go hand in hand I would recommend the slight edge first and then read the compound effect both of those books are going to be required reading for my upcoming private men of abundance community. I know some of you are getting very excited about this upcoming community and I assure you I will be sharing more about that as it gets closer to the launch. Now I know many of you are really enjoying this podcast and I truly appreciate all of the comments on your social media on Facebook, on Twitter, the shares that I've seen. I really really appreciate that. I want to afford the rest of you the opportunity to be abundant in your life today by simply sharing this show with other men in your community. Then, of course, I ask you to go on whatever app you're listening to this on, either on iTunes or on Stitcher, and soon to be on iHeartRadio, and leave a positive rating and review for Men of Abundance. That is greatly appreciated. All right, let me introduce all of you to Greg. Greg. Greg Clunas is an entrepreneur, writer, and podcaster. He is the host of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, a semi-daily podcast focused on exploring improvement and control within the six core areas of your life, that being fitness, nutrition, career, relationships, finances, and emotions. He is a contributor to the Huffington Post, where he dives deeper into topics like success, ambition, and entrepreneurship. Finally, he is the founder of a stealth startup with a goal of making digital audio content more accessible from a consumer and a producer point of view. Greg, welcome to the show.
1: Wally, I am so pumped to be here. Like You have no idea. We've been trying to set this up for a little while, but I'm so glad we finally got to pull it together and and thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And thank goodness for schedulers like we have my scheduler online where (laughs) we can make changes on just, you know, without even communicating with each other. And then you get a message and say, you know, something's come up, schedule's changed, and here we are. We're finally here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Cool. Where are you at in the world?
1: Uh, So I'm based out of Brooklyn, New York. I operate mainly in uh, New York City and, of course, the internet. Um, and, And so that's where I call home, that's where I'm currently in love with. Uh, who knows where I'll end up in another three years, but, but for now, this is where I'm at.
0: Like I said before on the show, I've got family in New York, uh, two uncles and an aunt on my, on my wife's side, and I just have to get to New York. It's, I know it's got so much to offer, and I want to get down there so bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, the people here, like, the city itself uh, is not... As beautiful as let's say Paris for example Mm -hmm. like it's a lot dirtier and and all those things Mm -hmm. but the people here the people who are attracted to New York City are some of the most amazing people I've ever met so so I love that aspect of the city
0: well you know and one thing that really I dig about the city a lot is it's it's a great thing and it can be a not-so-great thing is the diversity yeah I love diversity and that's one thing I love about the military as well is there's so many different types of people from all over the world uh you know usually within one organization
1: yeah and I mean that resonates so much with me and I think that's part of why I was so attracted to the city I grew up in a very diverse world I mean I I was an immigrant from Jamaica I I grew up for the first eight or nine years of my life in Jamaica, went to school in the city for a year and then moved upstate. And um, actually, for my uh, college entrance essay, I talked about the fact that I lived at home in a Jamaican household, but I went to school in a an American uh, environment and, and just sort of the difference in those two worlds and, and having to navigate the two. So I've always loved that blend of cultures and and New York City is the perfect place for it
0: it absolutely is before we got started I talked a little bit about you a little bit about what you got going on but I want to hear it from you I want you to share your story with men of abundance and get a little bit personal
1: yeah so I am a 24 year old writer podcaster entrepreneur and uh I won't use the word musician because that would be an insult to musicians, but I (laughs) like music. Um, And and so I'm really just a regular person who's always had a a desire to build more into their lives little by little. And that's sort of where uh, my current podcast came from. And the show title is Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. It's based on this theory of mine that. Uh, And we can all change any area of our life. We may not all become billionaires. We may not all have. uh, We may not all become NFL superstars. But we can all make changes from where we are now to some other place. And the way you do that is by focusing on the small things you can do daily. And and so that's where the concept came from. That's what I try to live my own life by. And so far, it's worked out very well. I mean, I've I've started my own company I'm completely self-employed I have a podcast that is doing extremely well we did a hundred thousand downloads in the first six weeks and, and it's continued to grow since then over the last nine months that it's it's been alive and the audience around it reach out to me directly saying how much value it's given them so I know that there is a onslaught of people around the world that are benefiting from this message and this concept of just focusing on the daily steps and, and forgetting about the big pie in the sky goal that you want to eventually hit, but focusing on what you can do right now and, and, and building towards that. And that that's really what I spend my time doing. That is my 24-7 job is building that, building my company, spending time with my girlfriend, my family, my friends, and and just enjoying life.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And quite frankly, the name of your podcast is what attracted me to you. And I said, and when I listened to the podcast, because, you know, names sometimes are deceiving. So I saw the podcast, we connected, I listened to the podcast, and I listened to a couple episodes. And immediately I was like, Greg completely resonates with what I'm doing and with our community within Men of Abundance. And I had to get you on the show because tiny leaps, big changes, it, it, it just says everything. It just says everything. Yeah. And it, it, so many people want to make that have that big win. What they don't realize is it takes tiny, tiny leaps. And to, to make those big changes over the course of time... And that's exactly mm-hmm. where your show is going, and exactly what you're what you're sharing. And I, I absolutely love it. But I'm completely blown away. And we're gonna we are going to talk about this at another time. Uh, it's not, probably not on this particular show, but a hundred thousand downloads in six weeks.
1: Yeah, I was just as blown away,
0: dude. That blows my mind, man. Because and, and, and as you were talking, you know, have, you know, sharing your story, it kind of dawned on me exactly why. Because this is your baby and this is what you're doing basically like you said 24-7 my podcast while I love it And I love the community and the men of abundance and everything where I'm going with this It's not my only thing. I've got a full-time job. I've got two boys at home You know, I've got other things that I have going on in life That I'm just living my lifestyle. I'm living the way I want to live And while I am putting in a lot of time with men of abundance probably I, you know, I have to calculate this out. I have to get a timer at a time how much time I'm spending, but it's a lot of time. At least, goodness, I got to say, at least nine, ten hours a week just on the yeah. podcast alone with three episodes. Yeah, it's a lot a of work. Yeah. And then contacting people like yourself, communicating back and forth, answering questions, and then I have a community. So I, tr- I commend you on that, man. That is a huge. Uh, I don't know if anybody out there else is a podcaster who's listening to this. I know there are a few, and their job probably dropped when they heard that.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, but um, I, I just want to clarify. Uh, part of the reason for that is I made the decision at the beginning to do a daily show. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in addition to that, I made the decision to produce each episode the day it was supposed to be released. And the reason I did that was because I've had shows in the past where I have a bank of episodes, then I get feedback from my actual audience. But I can't really make a change because I have 30 episodes already recorded. And and so mm. their feedback they gave us, all of a sudden I can't roll it out for a month and a half. And so by keeping things day to day, it was a whole lot more work. Don't get me wrong, it was very difficult, um, but it allowed me to communicate better with my audience make changes it allowed me to do things like birthday shoutouts that just built a deeper uh relationship with the audience and and so there were a lot of very deliberate decisions that i made and that decision to produce daily was definitely a big part of it um especially because i didn't have guests so i didn't have to rely on somebody else's schedule uh but Then there's obviously the luck aspect, really good timing. I launched on January 1st when everybody's looking to change their life. And that wasn't something I planned. It just worked out that way. And and so I got very lucky and I also worked really hard. And it was the first few months of being self-employed. So there wasn't that much else going on with client work. Um, Now I'm a little bit more backed up. And so I've been struggling to maintain that frequency. But you just got to make it work
0: yeah that does make a lot of sense based on my experience with podcasting and how you're running that that makes a lot of sense so you said you had a lot of luck and you've had obviously had some quick success with that podcast and you mentioned other podcasts that brings me to believe that you must have had somewhere along the line a couple kick in the gut moments i would like to hear one of your most personal kick in the gut moments
1: So this is a story I've told uh, a few times now on other shows that I've been interviewed on. Uh, And the reason I keep repeating it is because to me, it is the most personal. It is the the moment that sort of brought me to my let's call it my darkest hour. Um, And it's also the biggest learning experience I've ever had. And I want to remind the audience, I'm still a very young guy. And, and so there's going to be a million and one kicks in the guts going forward. But this one is, is the thing that I think is, is the main reason I am where I am today. So I graduated college in 2014 and I graduated with an art degree, but I had gone through uh, six different programs while I was there. I knew how to build websites, I knew marketing, I knew graphics, all of those things. Um, so I had an art degree, but I also had a lot of valuable, actual tangible skills. Um, and so I got a full time job, uh, I would say around August of that month, maybe July of that year, uh, doing digital marketing for a small software company. And I had all, I had already known by this point that I was going to be an entrepreneur. It was just a matter of, I need to pay my bills until that can happen. Um, but I didn't realize how much I was really not wired to, to do the nine to five routine and how much it really sort of created a sense of like self-loathing and 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 this is probably you know an issue i need to talk to a therapist about but i really just could not deal with it so that first winter december i decided you know i have all these skills i've always wanted to be an entrepreneur i'm so young I don't have kids to worry about like I at the time I was with my girlfriend, but we weren't living together So I was really just depending on myself And so I decided I'm gonna leave my job and I'm going to go solo and do freelance work and and make it happen uh, So this was December the end of the, that year 2014 and and I started January 1st 2015 so from January until March I was self-employed and during that time, all I did was lose money. And And the reason that I just lost money was because I wasted a ton of time. I did not have a plan. I did not know what I was going to sell. I did not know how to sell that. I really hadn't put any thought or effort into this decision to leave. I just knew I had the skill sets and so I was going to, to be able to make it work. And, and I'm sure you guys have experienced this where you know, you're at the beginning of something, and it's this this decision you've always wanted to make, and so you just jump into it without thinking, and then after you jump in, you realize, "Crap, I don't know what I'm doing," and and that's exactly what happened to me. So, um, but that part wasn't so bad. You know, failing isn't that big of a deal. It's what happened next. I had to, and I mean, I tried applying at other places, but could not really make it work, and and. I think it was clear that maybe I didn't really want to be there or whatever the case. Um, And so I emailed the company that I had just left because I knew they still hadn't filled a position. And I went back to the job and I knew that it was something that I was not going to be happy with. But I was in this place of I just I tried or in my head at the time I felt like I tried. and. It didn't work so i need to go and get a job so i take the job and for the next three months i felt like a complete failure because it finally started to dawn on me that and and maybe it wouldn't have been as bad if i didn't go back to the same position with the same old co-workers who i had told that i was leaving to go and start my own business um and then having to be back around them every single day with that failure hanging over my head um but I felt I started to question my entire identity as an entrepreneur something that I've related to since the age of 13 when my brother first introduced me to personal development on, and entrepreneurship books and authors like this is the identity I had built myself around through high school and college and I finally made this leap failed at it just because of lack of preparation went back to the same job had to face that failure and I just hated the fact that I, I made this mistake. I felt like maybe I'm not an entrepreneur. Maybe I should just keep a full time job and, and do a good job there. Maybe I'm not the person that can do this. Um, and, and so I was in this this rut for about three months and finally. Uh, My girlfriend was dealing with all of this and all of the emotions and, and all of those things that comes with failure and entrepreneurship and putting yourself out there. And then finally, she got frustrated because she realized that I was in this rut and I wasn't doing anything about it. And she knows that that's not me. She knows that I'm the type of person that... Um, I always want to fix the situation I always want to act and do something to change it rather than just deal with it and so she tried tough love and basically told me to get over it means nothing figure out what I did wrong and try again and so that's exactly what I did I took the time I, I made sure I was doing a good job at work but I also doubled down on uh, the work that I was doing outside of my nine to five, I took on clients, I saved more money so that I could take another leap that December. Uh, so this is December 2015, built up a client base, built up relationships, uh, realized what opportunities were in front of me, and then took the leap again last December. And and now I'm here and, and I've been self-employed now for, uh, I guess, 10 months Um, and, and so I'm almost at that first year mark, which in my mind, as I was leaving my job, uh, the promise to myself was that I was going to be able to do this for at least a year. and, And that would somehow prove to myself that I can, I can do this. I think I realized that this is the right path for me after five months, but, um, I'm approaching that 12 month mark and, and things are going really well. Uh, and, and so my takeaway from that and and this was my lowest moment at least in the last five years but my takeaway from it was simply that very cliche quote of your past failures have nothing to do with what's possible um they don't define your future at all and they mean nothing so long as you're willing to look at that failure and figure out what happened and and learn from that and that's what i was able to do and and thankfully i'm in a position where I work with a lot of great people I've made a lot of amazing friends and and I'm truly enjoying my work and I work far more than I ever did before Uh, I I think I work about 14 hours a day now because I wake up at five and I end work around seven seven thirty um but it's the most fun I've ever had doing anything
0: What's really amazing about that, so many things, and you really summed it up in in what you took from it and what you learned from it. One thing is, of course, you have a very strong and wonderful woman by your side, uh, and rather it's a woman by your side or somebody else who's there to be that best friend and that true friend to say, hey, look, this ain't you. You need to figure this out and do what you want to do, ultimately, and I mean, that's what i get as far as what was part of your turnaround on that what do you think about that
1: i mean i can't thank her enough like she is one of the main reasons that i've been able to make it this far because even after leaving like there were and still are tons of moments where it gets really tough and you start to doubt your own abilities and that's just a part of the uncertainty of being self-employed. So having her there to even just listen when I'm in those those moments is has been phenomenally helpful. Um, not to mention, one of the biggest fears I had during that time period, I had uh, spoken to my parents and gotten their blessings when I uh, made that first leap. And really, I mean, I live on my own, so I really don't need their blessings, but it's always nice when you have the support of your family. Um, but then after that failure, I was afraid to make the leap again because I thought that they would sort of point out this past failure and, and maybe not be as supportive. And it was like water on the, under the bridge. They could tell that I was much more prepared this time. They understood that this was something I've been talking about for 8, nine, ten years, and and so they were completely supportive. And so having that network of people that can be there for you when you're not able to be there for yourself because you're n- not going to always be able to do that, that is probably the most valuable asset that anybody can have.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Your network is definitely your net worth. And without that network of people to be there to help you along, and that is amazing, actually. It's rare that you hear the stories of the family members who are primarily employees now if they're entrepreneurs by trade and that's what they've always done they totally get it but for family members who are primarily wage earners and they're i don't want to say necessarily stuck in that system like it's a bad thing but that's just their, right. that's just where they are and who they are they generally will not encourage you the first time let alone the second time or the third or fourth time
1: yeah i think i got very lucky um and i th- now that I'm getting a little bit older and, and looking back on my childhood and my teenage years and so on and so forth, I'm realizing more and more how lucky I got. Mm-hmm. Um, my family are primarily uh, wage earners. They, they work full time. Uh, a lot of my family actually is in nursing, so uh, still doing something incredibly valuable. Um, but they I think just by the nature of being immigrants, they understand the desire to to make that change and to do something for myself um because i i like to say and i i get a lot of pride from saying that i was an immigrant but really i came over when i was nine so my parents were the ones who dealt with the majority of the things that immigrants have to deal with and i think by the nature of being willing to get up and relocate your entire family to a different country and start from scratch like i think they can understand the desire to leave a job and start a business i i i think that logically makes sense to them because they have that ambition somewhere even if they aren't entrepreneurial um and and so i got incredibly lucky with that
0: yeah that definitely makes sense that because of their background absolutely so with tiny leaps big changes why are you doing that what is that all about
1: So I mentioned earlier that uh, my brother introduced me to personal development uh, authors and books back when I was 13. And so I spent a lot of my childhood, my high school years, college years, reading this type of content, listening to the audio. Basically, I was fascinated by the idea that I could build my own life. And um, it became a pivotal part of my personality because it happened during this crucial moment of my life where I was developing who I was. Um, but around last, let's say, October, November-ish of 2015, I read a, a newer book by... Actually, the author was a, a now a friend of mine, and um, it just frustrated me so much. As I was reading the book, everything about it was frustrating me. And so I went home that evening and... I was just journaling, trying to figure out why I was so upset by this book. And I realized personal development is currently in this place that it's it hasn't fully gone to in the past. Um, It's maybe now much more what people think of when they think personal development. Um, So it's become very much about quotes and things that sound good to say and short little pithy statements but not nearly enough about the actual day to day things that you need to do. Um, you know, everyone says, for example, that you should follow your passion and you'll never be unhappy in your life. And I think that's absolute nonsense because you can be passionate about something today that you're not passionate about in a year. Um, not to mention, following your passion has actually been proven. To lead to more people being unhappy Uh, your passion doesn't need to be the thing you earn dollars from it can just be something you incorporate into your life so that doesn't mean that people shouldn't try to work on things they're passionate about it just means that in order to get from where you are right now to a place where you can comfortably earn a living from your passion and do it in a way that doesn't make that passion something you hate that's gonna take a while and it's gonna take a lot of steps and nobody's talking about those steps and and that's what that book frustrated that's why that book frustrated me was because it was very top-level it was very surface of let's say these things and and deliver this message but never explain to people how they actually build that into their life let's just motivate them and then in a week when life happens they won't have the actual tools required to make any changes. And so I wanted to build a show. And at this time, I had been podcasting for about a year or maybe a year and a half. And and so podcasting was a medium that I had in my my uh, wheelhouse. And it was something that I've gotten a lot of feedback on as far as having a good voice for it and, and being a good enough presenter for it. And so it was a direction I thought that I could maybe have a, a, a little bit of an advantage in or at least be decent at. Um, and so I, I wanted to create a show that focused exclusively on the part that no one talks about, the actual day to day stuff, the things that need to happen in order to make that work. Um, And so in the beginning, it was primarily focused on research-backed strategies, so I spent a lot of time reading psychology documents and uh, science reports and and all of the things that people have done to identify what happens in the brain when you meditate or why journaling is important or or whatever it is, just the day-to-day things that you might be doing, the minute-to-minute things even. Um, But now it's it's sort of morphed after the first hundred episodes into a combination of that and my own personal journey around what I call the six core areas of your life. So uh, your fitness, your nutrition, your relationships, your career, your finances and your emotional health. And it's it's essentially my experiences and the experiences of listeners and the research I've done on how to make changes across all six of those areas and and truly start to move your life in a direction that you can be happy with, whether that's starting your own business or um, mastering your money and being financially secure when you retire or losing 35 pounds or whatever it is that you personally desire that you've struggled with, I try to not teach you because I will not now nor will i ever say that i'm qualified to be anybody's life coach but i can show you the things that i focus on the things that i read the things that i try to do in my life and hopefully somewhere in that there's something for you to take and apply to your own situation
0: yeah and i've gotten that out of the show as well and i like that you have taken it to those steps. Another book, and I don't know what book you're referring to, but a a book that I read many years ago that actually gave me the entrepreneurial spirit was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And the book just motivated me and it made me really, really want to be an entrepreneur. But then I was like, okay, how? How? What do I do? It didn't tell me anything about that part. So yeah, there's a ton of stuff out there that really is. It's hopeful. It gets a lot of people up off the couch, but then they don't know what step to take and which direction to take it.
1: Exactly. And motivation only lasts so long. Absolutely. Like so many people spend hundreds of that or thousands of dollars going to events every single year, and the next day when they realize their electric bill needs to be paid, that motivation is gone and they're back into real life. So that doesn't create lasting change. So what you need to do is have a combination of that motivational piece and showing people what their life could be like, but then also spending a significant amount of time on these are the things you need to do. This is how hard it's going to get. This is why most people don't do it. And preparing people for those moments so that they can actually stick with it and make that change because if you've always been overweight and you just want to lose 35 pounds it's not that difficult there's tons and tons of resources to do that the hard part is number one getting started and then number two sticking with it when it gets really really emotionally draining and and that's the part that most people aren't talking about is the emotionally draining day-to-day aspects of it
0: yeah, absolutely correct. And that's part of the reason why, well, that's the main reason, actually, why I am building a premium community for Men of Abundance and that they're going to get specific skills, specific sets of skills and accountability and specific steps is what I meant to say, specific steps and a set of skills and accountability along with it. And not a whole lot of the fluff, not a whole lot yeah. of the, uh, you know, the um, it's, it's going to be hard love. Quite frankly. So, what good news stories have come out of what you've been doing so far with uh, Tiny Leap's big changes?
1: Yeah, I mean, so one of the things I did very early on uh, in February, I carved out an hour of every single workday where listeners could go to my calendar and schedule 15 minute calls with me. And part of the motivation there was I want to be able to put a voice and a face to the people that are consuming my content. it was also market research, so I could figure out what they cared about, those sorts of things. Uh, but during that process, I'm connected with, with quite a few listeners. And I remember one call specifically. Uh, she was a mother in the Midwest. I can't remember which state, um, but she's always struggled with being overweight. And that's, that's one of her biggest goals was to uh, be able to sort of take control of her nutrition while dealing with all of this stuff in her life all of the things she has to deal with with being a mother with working with um, just not being able to find the time to sit down and prepare meals and and really plan out her her nutrition and so while we're on the phone we were just talking about some different strategies she could take to get that process started Um, because my biggest goal or rather my biggest belief is that Ah, uh, when you start something, no matter how messy or incomplete it is, uh, you are much more driven to find a way to optimize it and do it better, rather than if you if you sit down and try to make it perfect from the beginning, you're much more likely to stop doing it. Um, and and the reason for that, actually, there is a, a like neuroscience reason behind it people are wired to finish the things that they start. Mm-hmm. And and we have a driving motivator that once we've started something, we feel much more that this is a part of our life and this is something that is our part of our identity. And so in order to protect that identity, we want to see it through. We want to make it better. We want to do more with it. Um, and, and so I didn't want to sit there and pretend that I knew what it was like being a mother of, of however many kids and working and all those things. But I just encouraged her to look at the areas that she could maybe make one tiny switch in. And uh, that seems to have really helped her. And, and last I spoke to her, it seems that she was still on that that path. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I get emails. It's really, really interesting. and. It still never ceases to put a smile on my face when somebody takes the time to email me and tell that tell me how listening to my show, listening to the last hundred episodes has shifted the way they view their life and view the world. Um, and when somebody emails you and says hey, I just discovered your show, you're already 100 episodes in, but I've been binge listening for the last two days. Like, that's incredible to me. And the fact that somebody would take the time to consume anything I've produced to that level is is amazing. But then to hear how it's helped them and how it's even just very slightly shifted their view on one single thing in their life, like, The way I see that is is that has a network effect throughout the entire rest of their life because their viewpoint on that What that one tiny thing then becomes the viewpoint that they teach their kids and their kids teach their kids that viewpoint And that just keeps developing over the generations as opposed to whatever their viewpoint was before which is the thing that they would have passed on and so I view this as Almost a responsibility to continue producing and and building and creating better content and actually doing the things that I talk about. Because every single person who listens, who is able to even switch one tiny thing about how they view the world, that has a massive effect for the next 30, 40, 50 years of their life.
0: You hit the nail on the head. It definitely is your responsibility and our responsibility to pay it forward and share that information that you have gained your experiences that you have gained even though you're as young as you are much younger than I am about half my age you've experienced so much and it's just your obligation to share that information and pay it forward and speaking of paying it forward that's what we're gonna do right now you ready to pay it forward?
1: Yeah let's do it.
0: Outstanding. So give Men of Abundance one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today
1: so this is always such a difficult question to answer because it it really depends like I said I focus on the six core areas of your life and so it depends what areas you want to improve but with that said uh, there are some sort of general activities that you can actually after you're done listening to this or pause it right now sit down and do them and help you Uh, just get a little bit more more clarity around your life so one of the things that I focus on personally uh, is fitness and and I think for me that drives my decisions around most of the other areas and and so if I'm able to do a short workout or get to the gym which is ideal or go for a run in the mornings whatever it is That sets me up and and puts me in a good position to eat better for the rest of the day. It puts me in a position to pay more attention when I'm working and and have more energy and and all of those things. And so uh, the first thing I would suggest is with what you're doing right now, unless you're driving or or in public or something like that, if you're at home, I would suggest that the next time it is possible for you to you do 10 push push-ups or 10 sit ups, just something to get your body moving. And, and what that's gonna allow you to do is, when your body is moving, it means that your mind isn't wandering as much. When your body is, is active, it means that your mind is focused on, on facilitating that process. And that just gives you a, a tiny moment where, and I don't know how much your listeners uh, believe in the like, mind-body connection stuff, but, but it gives you a tiny moment where your mind and your body are operating together and that's very freeing because it can allow you to uh, if you're stressed about something, if you're worried about something with work or you and your partner just had a fight or whatever it is, it, it allows you to step out of that just long enough to be able to view it from a different perspective. And that's helped me drastically. So uh, that's the first thing. Do 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, some sort of like physical activity, whatever you're capable of doing. Uh, The second thing I would suggest is to start journaling. And this doesn't have to necessarily be sitting down and, and writing. Uh, cause I know a lot of people maybe don't like that process and, and that's totally fine. Um, but just finding some way to document those random thoughts that pop into your head, the, the, uh, stresses, the annoyances, the anger, the frustrations, whatever it is, just finding a, a way that works for you to get that out of your head and into something else onto paper, into Google drive or docs or whatever. Um, putting it somewhere allows you to separate yourself from it and and that gives you the ability to remove yourself from that stress and and frustration and annoyance so so the first two so far are uh, do something physically active whatever you're you're capable of and find a way to document and, and journal out your thoughts and and feelings and emotions and then the third thing i would suggest every single person do this and i've been doing it more and more lately um and i'm actually going to be releasing an episode on this now uh sit down and this one will take like 40 minutes so carve out a little bit of time sit down open up an excel sheet and start tracking your finances um i think more people should be looking at their finances every single day for five minutes so that they have a much better understanding of where every single penny goes, because that's the only way that you're able to, to start operating within your limits, that you're able to look at opportunities for growth. Like the only way you're ever able to, to take your financial situation and move it forward is if you know what's going on with it. And I think most people in the United States, especially, do not actually know where their money goes and and how it gets spent and where every single dime and penny gets put because we don't pay attention to it we swipe without thinking and and before we know it we're at we're in the middle of the month but we're out of money for the rest of the month and and that's happened to me one too many times now that I've been self-employed and so last month I got very serious about this and now I check my my finance sheet every single day to to make sure that i know where everything's going And it only takes me three minutes two minutes to just look at it and see okay this bill's coming out on this day uh this client paid this invoice so i need to transfer it to this account like it's just a quick checkup so that, that's my three things is do something physical sit down and find a way to document your your thoughts and emotions and take 40 minutes to create some sort of system around your finances so that you can start tracking it better.
0: All excellent steps and recommendations. I truly appreciate that. What daily habits make the biggest impact in your life?
1: Uh, So, so far, um, I spend a lot of time uh, free writing. I spend a lot of time at the gym and I spend a lot of time with, um, so one of the things I talk about on my show, I'm notoriously bad with nutrition. Uh, but I, my hack against that is if I go to the gym in the morning and then have the exact same thing for breakfast every day, and it sets me up to eat a healthier lunch and eat a healthier dinner, uh, because I don't want to ruin that streak essentially. So my sort of five core habits, uh, the finance tracker has now become one of them. Um, I wake up at 5 AM every single morning and that I've been doing for about a month and a half now. So, so that's a habit that I rely on. Um, I go to the gym as soon as possible in the morning. So depending on whether or not I have something for a client do ASAP, I'll probably work on that first. But if not, I'll go to the gym first. Uh, Right after the gym, I eat breakfast and it's always the same breakfast so that I'm set up for the rest of the day. And then fifth, uh, before bed, I either try to journal or my girlfriend and I lately have been uh, doing joint meditations and so, so I'll do one of those two right before bed just to sort of like flush my head from the things that I've been dealing with all day and, and get a good night's sleep. Because I have a habit of never turning off and, and that has affected my sleep.
0: What book would you recommend to our men of abundance leaders and why?
1: One book I really love right now from a uh, personal development point of view, from a uh, creating your life point of view, is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of positivity and and trying to look at the things that happen in your life as the opportunities that that are around them. The Obstacle is the Way is uh, based on... uh, stoic philosophy and in the concept that the negative things that happen to you are there as fuel to push you forward through and and, and get to the positive parts of your life and and so uh, that's a book i recommend i also think though that that outside of the book itself uh listeners should do a search for stoic philosophy and and really read some of the documents around it because it's Fascinating on one end but also I think there's a lot of things that are ap- applicable to, to our life in the current environment that we're in.
0: Excellent. And I'll have that book and uh, some of that other information that you just mentioned in the show notes uh, of this show along with timestamps so that you can link directly back to parts of the key parts of the show with uh, key points. So as we mentioned before the show, Greg, uh, at the end of our 12-month anniversary, what revenue we do have, we will be giving to various charities. And I allow my, uh, or ask my Friday guest, and you'll be a Friday release, to mention a charity that you resonate with that we would be able to give to on your behalf.
1: Yeah, so my two favorite charities are uh, Pencils of Promise and Charity Water. And mostly because the problems that they're trying to solve are so impactful throughout the entire world, I want every person listening to this episode right now to just stop for a moment and imagine a world where we have 98 percent of the human population contributing towards the betterment of humanity. That becomes such a powerful force. We're talking a couple billion minds working towards solving the biggest issues on the planet. And that only becomes possible if we serve those communities that unfortunately haven't been able to develop as quickly as as the United States and other developed nations. And so I really love Pencils of Promise and Charity Water because the problems they are solving and the way that they solve them are integral for creating that potential future where humanity itself can be 98%, 100% working towards improving our our society improving our sustainability and building a world that we can all live in and and pass on to our children
0: excellent and i'll have those both listed in the show notes as well and both of those charities are also on the giving tab at men of abundance.com so i've got one last question for you and that is what does living a life of abundance mean to you
1: so living a life of abundance to me means so abundance obviously means excess, um, but but to me it means looking at those six core areas of your life and trying to to achieve some level of improvement in all of them, um, not letting any one area drop off for another and, and really just looking at all the areas of your life that are required to build a happy person and and trying to uh make some steps forward in those areas so that's that's what being a man of abundance means to me
0: excellent answer i love that all right greg we're going to close this up and before we do i'd love for you to leave us with a parting piece of guidance and any way that we can reach you and some more information about how we can listen to your show
1: Yeah, so my parting piece of advice is the same thing I say at the end of every single podcast episode. It is to always remember that all big changes in your life come from the tiny leaps that you take every single day. And that that means a lot to me because it it just summarizes everything that, that we all need to focus a little bit more on. So you can get in touch with me. Um, The best way is to first listen to the podcast. So in the app that you're listening to this, uh, just do a search for Tiny Leaps Big Changes. And uh, once you listen to an episode, I have a private Facebook group for listeners that I would love to invite you guys to join. And you can find that by going on Facebook and searching Tiny Leaps or by going to my personal website, gregclunas.com and clicking the community tab. Um, and that site hasn't been updated as far as content goes, but it's a good way to find the group right now, and, and it'll be updated over the next couple of weeks. So, that's that's my advice: is go listen to the show, see if you resonate with the message, and then if you still want to get in touch, you can find me in the group.
0: Excellent. And again, all of that will be listed in the show notes with timestamps to all the key points of this episode. Greg, I truly appreciate your time, man. I appreciate your knowledge, and I love what you're doing with Tiny Leaps, big changes.
1: You as well. Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right, man. Take care. All right, men of abundance, that's all I have for you today. It is Aloha Friday. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I hope you go out and make those tiny leaps today so that you can have bigger changes down the road. Now go out and live your life of abundance